Rallycross Conversations, chatting all things dogs and running. Join me, Michelle. Me, Louise, as we chat to guests and experts about dogs and running, sometimes whilst we are out running. Welcome to this week's Canny Cross Conversations. We are really excited this week to have Jason Pascoe with us um, from Nonstop Dogwear in the UK, and he is also a Canny Crosser. So, welcome, Jason. And first of all, just tell us a bit about you and your Canny Crossing. Okay, so I started uh, Canny Crossing with my Ridgeback um, 13 years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, she's still with us. She's uh, nearly 14. Um, yeah, I, I basically used to run uh, with the dog, not, not attached, well, kind of attached, but as training for um, duathlon um, and uh, triathlon training. And one day a vet said to me, you need to, you need to look at Canny Cross. Oh, oh wow. That's unusual. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> she was a runner herself. Um, yeah, so I looked into Canny Cross. I saw an event um, and I thought, great, that's, yep, yeah, I want to, I'll have a go at that. <laughs> Funny how everyone thinks that, I think, don't they, when they see it? Yeah, like, yeah you've got to give that a go. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I, it, yeah, we went to the first event and, uh, I used, um, funny enough, a, a seat belt harness. Um, I had no idea about any of it. I used to, yeah, it, it wasn't too bad, actually, if I look back now. But um, I had a lead handheld Ooh, yeah. the first day. Um, the second day, I couldn't walk at all. <laughs> um, but someone, someone lent me a waist belt for the second day. And um, yeah, and, and it and it went from there. Uh, have you done lots of race? Have you been quite high? Because because I know Georgie knows you and things like that. So have you have you competed quite highly? And yeah, um, so I I might be corrected on this, but I'm sure I've won the national championships maybe three times. Really? Um, wow. Uh, I have European silver, uh, world gold. Um, uh, I, there may be more. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not one for kind of. <laughs> you're good. That's that's all. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> yeah. It, but but to be honest, it, you know the the medals came much much later on. I think because you know it was it was just great fun, and then I got dragged into the you know, the more competing sort of side of things. It was probably my partner, I think, inspired me because um, she started uh, some years, maybe two, three years after me, um, she just came to watch and, and then she thought, oh, I quite fancy a girl like that. Hates running, doesn't like running at all, but um, like the idea of running, you know, with a dog. So we got our... Uh, um first pointer uh rollo just he's just a you know a working uh pointer and then within 18 months she was european champion <laughs> wow wow and that's somebody who doesn't even like running that's brilliant <laughs> yeah <laughs> and still <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah. So yes, I mean, I think following year, she, I think, still actually in the senior ladies, I think she's still the only UK um, senior woman to ever win a, a, a European Championship. You know, I love that because there's so many people that say to me, and I don't know if you have the same, Michelle, that I, oh, I'm not going to do that. I don't like running. And I, and I kind of say to people, well, you'll forget about the fact you're running because you concentrate on your dogs. It's so, totally uh, different, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So if you think that out there, get on with it and have a go. <laughs> yeah. She's, she, I mean, she loves running with the dog, but she just, you couldn't get her out running without a dog. It won't happen. No. That's, that's great to hear. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> So how did you get involved with Nonstop then? Do you want to tell us a little bit about the company and and how long you've been with them? Okay, so Nonstop I've been with uh, for 11 years. Um, it was it was something really that um, you know we we got hold of a free motion harness and like I say I, I coming from a you know sports physio background I, I kind of am running I, I understand you know hugely about you know running gates that sort of thing yeah. and you know th there had to be something similar you know for the dog so it, I just you know I wanted I wanted to know a bit more about you know this particular harness but I we ended up getting sponsored by another stuff yeah right <laughs> So, uh, you know, firstly, it, you know, we were both nonstop athletes, um, but we were promoting something that, that, that wasn't really, uh, I suppose, represented as far as shops go in the UK. Yeah. So I, I felt then that, you know, I, I needed as, a, as an athlete, I needed to offer, you know, some form of distribution for, for nonstop in the UK. So, I mean, it, it came from there, really. Um, you know, and the rest is kind of history. It, it's, I, I came into nonstop as a, as a really, when it was a really young company. Um, you know, the guys of nonstop, uh, uh, you know, they do it. They do it all. They, you know, they they go out they love their dogs it's it's all about the dog you know everything that they do is about the dog um you know when it comes to testing harnesses and you know we i really liked that which is which is why you know this many years on i'm still i'm still here <laughs> we yeah and that's really good and i you know having pickle runs with a non-stop free motion and i love it um and I think for her, it's the best thing. But I don't know, only because it's kind of works for me. So I don't know what, um, but I kind of don't know why it's good for her, if that makes sense. But we'll get onto that that later. Yep. We get a lot of people asking us. So, so we're, you know, Canicross instructors. And we get a lot of people asking us sort of what is the best harness. And I'm always very wary that, you know, people are coming into the sport and they're not necessarily going to stay in it. And, you know, harnesses are expensive, aren't they? Um, so what is a good, so what do you went look for, for recommendations for a good starting harness? I think without, you know, without um, specifying a brand, it's, you need a harness that fits. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, 
if if you think you're not going to be in the sport for very long or not, it it, it really is the dog, you know, that's that's needing to wear this harness and and pull in this harness. It's like you know you saying right, I'm going to go out and do a couch to 5k but you know i don't want to spend the money i'm going to run it in flip-flops you know <laughs> <Hello>? <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't work you know it really is important that the, the dog is pulling in in the correct harness so it, it all comes down to fit you know uh, there, there are you know as we'll learn a bit later there's there's several you know types of harness but you know the the harness needs to work for the dog. Yeah, yeah no, so I'm going, so I'm, I'm just thinking of the next question, sort of the best way, sorry. It, but it, so what, what are we looking for then uh, when we're looking for the right fit for the right dog? Because there's obviously dogs of different shapes and sizes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with any harness, the, the, the most important part is the neck. Yeah. So the harness has to fit um i know everyone can't see derek we got uh, derek in front of us yeah we have <laughs> so derek has got a harness on now this this is just a um you know a, a, a short harness but the, the harness itself you can see the v of the harness fits firmly on the neck of the dog you know, so if if the dog is leaning into pulling in this harness, it needs to basically sit here, so right on the chest bone. Right. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> quite often um, people will say that you know it's difficult to get over the head, so it doesn't fit. Yeah. The problem is, you know, once you get it over the head, it it, it may well fit very well. That's that's the problem, you know, or a mistake a lot of people make. It's so so important that the harness stays high, but you know, not yeah, so it should be on the chest bone, and it shouldn't be constricting yeah. the breathing, should it? I think that's is that what you're saying? Uh, yes, yes, but as I say, you'd have to get it, you'd have to get it fairly wrong, um, you yeah. know, for it to start constricting the breathing. You know, it, it's it's quite often I hear all the time. Um, oh, it's difficult to get over the head. Um, you know, once once it's over the head, you know, it sits quite well on the on the dog's neck, but the the dog then starts to rasp. Yeah, right. Yeah, starts to make a noise. Now, I people may argue this, but you know, my dogs have done the same. Ninety percent of the time, if the dog is making this noise, it's because he's pulling into the harness much more than than its previous harness. Right. Okay. You see what I mean? Because if you were then to you then to think right, okay, this harness is is um, is too high. I'll then, I'll now fit um, a harness that's slightly bigger. Mm. So the harness then sits further down here. Now, the problem here is the action the, the side of the harness then starts restricting the shoulders. Yeah. Because it's pulling out. So I'm just trying to yeah. yeah. So the so the front of the harness starts to sit too low. It restricts the shoulders, and then we get problems. Yeah, I mean, and and does it and it will move more, won't it? If it's too big, if it's too low down to start with, it will move more across and up, and as well, the, won't it? The dog, the dog tends to make try to make up for that, but by literally using its front end only. Okay, okay. You'll notice the dog, the the back of the dog will start to curve. 
because it's digging in only from the front end because it, you know the, the harness the front of the harness is dropped and the, the dog feels then that it needs to run purely from the front of its body and that's interesting sorry is that this is fascinating is that yeah. because then it's trying to get the help have the harness help it pull it so is that why yes. it's yeah, which is why in quite a lot of the time when people say that the dog, that the harness fits too high and the dog pulls into the harness and it makes this noise with the neck, it's simply because the dog is, is, is then able to pull that much harder. Because right. you'll find, you know, when I explain a, a, a full length harness, the dog is pulling from front to back. So it's using its whole body. Okay, so just to clarify then, so that rasping that you hear is not necessarily a sign of the dog struggling, it's just because it's working harder. Because it's, that it's working harder, it's, it's, something, it's something really new. Yeah, um, okay. You know, my dogs um, did this, you know, initially, um, sometimes in, you know, sometimes in a new harness, I'll put the dog on it, it might rasp for, you know, a little time, but it's it's certainly nothing... You know, because you could, you could actually, as I say, with the front of the harness, if you could stick your thumb in around, you know, the throat of the dog, yeah, and you pull the back of the harness, yeah. you'll find that there's no pressure on your thumb. Okay. At all. Even okay. even though the harness sits high, the dog's making this noise. If you put your finger in mm. behind and pull the back of the harness, you, you'll feel that there is no restriction in yeah. in that point. So it's, you know, essentially it's not choking the dog. Obviously, in some cases, you know, you, you may well see a dog put a harness on and, you know, they're they're pulling like mad into the, you know, and, and it is sticking up in their throat, you know, yeah. because they they bought this harness maybe and they want it to work. So they <laughs> sort of slung it over the head and, you know. <laughs> can, can I, can we just also, because I think there's there's a lot of new people that listen to this and I think this is one that will be listened to, to new people to County Cross a lot. So can you explain the difference between a short harness and a long harness? Because I know we're going to talk to them. So, you know, can you explain the difference between them and, and why you use a short harness over a long harness? I'm probably getting ahead um, here, I, I, I often say, you know, people asking, you know, if they if they want to if they want to buy a harness. The first thing I'll say is how much running are you going to do? Um, you know, if if it's if it's just a little bit of running and the dog's not pulling you know so hard then you you could you know get away with a short harness you know like Derek's wearing here um <laughs> she's looking very fine in as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know simply because the the, the dog's going to do an element of pulling but you know if you're looking if you're looking at running you know every day or two or three times a week and the dog's a strong puller you then have to go back to how I was explaining the dog is using the front end. Yeah. You know, it needs to engage its back legs as well because long-term, you know, there, there could, you know, they could develop a weakness. You know, and, and this is seen, you know, a lot with dogs that pull to one side, you know, mm. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, the, the harness, <laughs> We, I think we'll get into that a bit later when I explain the free motion, actually. Yeah. But, you, you know, yeah. So if they're getting into, into canny cross and, and, and they're thinking of a, you know, a short harness, short harness, as long as it's fitted, again, as, as we've, you know, gone through a second ago, as long as it's fitted 
you know, well at the front and there's no restriction over the shoulders, then this will be fine for, you know, um, a few runs. Um, but if you're, if you're starting to really get into it and, and you need to, you know, you need the dog to, to run evenly, then you need a full length harness. It's, it's quite, it's quite simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's given me lots of, uh, I don't know about you, Michelle, but it's yeah. given me lots more questions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, so, so we go on to the long harness then now talk about that. Is that the next easy yeah. thing to, to follow on? So there's two types of there's two types of um, full length harness. This is great for us because we're seeing everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's two tank uh, two types of full length harness. So there's an X back style harness, which which you see mostly, I would say, apart from the free motion. Yeah, most harnesses look like this. X-back style harness. Yeah. Now, this is what you would call a fixed pulling point harness. And, and what I mean by that is the, the pulling point is, as it sounds, it is fixed. So yeah. once the dog is wearing this harness like this, it needs to stay like this when the angle of the pull needs to stay exactly the same. Yeah, so the dog needs to stay in front of you, essentially. Uh, yes, but yeah. it, it's how the, the back is attached, you see. Okay. So on a, on a bike or a scooter, the, the pulling point would stay exactly the same because it wouldn't change. Yeah. If you have um, someone running behind um, the dog with this type of harness and, and they're very tall or they have a, a, a short line, it's possible that the harness will start to do this. But so it's, it's lifting up. So uh, Jason's just showing the harness lifting up. So it's bending, basically. Yeah, so yeah. so the whole dynamic of this harness then changes. Okay. You see what I mean? So the focus then is all on the front of the harness again. Yeah. Whereas a, a full-length harness needs to be pulled from front to back. Yeah. So that so if your dog's going to wear one of those, and, and hopefully we can get some pictures and we can put that, you know, yeah. when we're putting the podcast out about this. So when your dog's wearing one of that, you kind of got to be the same height as your – it will depend on the height of your dog and the height of you. It can do the length of the line as well, can affect, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's much more difficult to fit um, uh, a fixed pulling point harness. Mm. But it, it, is, it is more difficult because, again, you know, the length needs to be correct. The, the, um, the head, you know, the opening needs to be correct. Yeah. So, so with, so with our fixed pulling point harness, um, you know, and this norm harness, um, it essentially has two neck openings of the same length. Yeah. Simply because if you fitted one size um, where, where the head, the head opening was um, too small and you fit the, fitted the neck size up, then the harness would be too long. Yeah. And again, the whole dynamic of the harness changes. Right. So the same with this type of harness, it's so important that you get the fit correct. So why would you use that type of harness? Did you say that already? So, okay, a bike and that I can can understand, but... Um, biking, scooting, I mean, it, I mean, I, I have a, a, a Scandinavian hand um, 
that uh, I the non fits him, you know, very very well. You know, when I can cross the the pulling point, the harness is is completely um, flat like this, so so it works well for him. Yeah. Is, is is essentially what I'm saying. Um, you know, I, basically. I use this when I'm scooting and I have another harness which works similar to this that I'll show you in, in a second and that will, might explain why I, okay. I use this type of harness on him. But again, it, it's it's for for dogs, it's, it's perfect for, as I say, scooting, biking, but you can use it for canicross. Yeah. If you get the fit correct. Okay. Right, okay. Okay. And as I say, with it, with a lot of um, X back harnesses, it 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 come, it really comes down to fit. As I've explained, you know, with the front of the harness, that firstly needs to fit the neck. It needs to yeah. fit the neck, um, you know, right on that point that I showed you. And then the length needs to be correct. And is there any adjustment or that in that? Although there's none at all. No. No. Okay. As I say with most X backs, there the, there is no adjustment which is why the fit on these um you know is is really important yeah um you know there's most brands most brands harnesses um x-back style harnesses are fixed pulling point harnesses yeah wow. which is why we then come to um the free motion yay <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry, those puppy getting excited, did you hear her? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm interested in this because this is what I run in. So essentially it does exactly the same thing, you know, used bike, scooter, run. Um, the, the harness can be changed for the pulling point, which is why we have this back piece that you can adjust. Yeah. Right. So again, the first thing you do is is fit the neck. Yeah. The neck has to fit um, again correctly. Then we come to the length of the harness, which can be adjusted by this back piece. Yeah. Then again, when the dog, if the dog's pulling and and, and you your pulling point changes, it doesn't matter because it doesn't affect. Yeah. The rest of the harness, you can see, you know, I can move this up and down. It doesn't affect the harness at all. So the dog is still pulling from front to back. Yeah. And, and, the, and the difference with this and the look of this is because the straps, the sort of the solid straps go along the, um, the dog's back, don't they? To sort of to the side of the spine, whereas the X back looked a bit different. It, it works in the same way. They, they, they still do work in the same way because, as I say, the harness you know we'll sit like this um however i mean some people feel that the the free motion is a is a bit a little bit complicated oh no i like it but it's just uh, <laughs> uh you, you'd be surprised people think it's, <laughs> it's, there's too much going on right but in a way that's a good thing because you, you can adjust this harness sometimes you can fit the the free motion and people feel that the the front is uh, a little bit too tight if you adjust the side straps this adjusts the front right yeah so you you have that you know that you have the bit the ability to spend time and get it to you know fit correctly 
And I say the and the main point then is the dog is pulling from front to back, so it helps them engage, you know, their back legs. Their back legs. And yeah. so, so the, the sort of there's the harness, and then there's a bit that comes out the back where you then attach onto. Yeah. Is that so? That's the bit you can adjust. And again, we'll put pictures out because I think it's kind of easier to see. So the the strap at the back, where should the end? Where should should that? I'm just trying to think what I do with pickle now, and I can't can't visualize it now. So the end of the the end of the webbing, yeah, which is before the um, the loop, the rope, yeah, that sits at the base of the tail. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's good. So so yes, then then the adjustments there where it isn't on the the other one, the X back. And you yeah. can see the 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 you know the main body of the harness sort of ends. Um, I suppose three quarters of the way down the dog, um, you know, the side where the side straps are, they 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 shouldn't interfere at the end of the rib, so it, they they have to sit, you know, in, before the ribs end. Yeah. Again, you know, the these sorts of things um, do make quite a difference. But as I say, if it, with the free motion, once you get the neck correct, you can adjust the rest of it. As I say, that that is the important part. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're saying that the benefit of the longer harness is that the dog engages its back legs as well because it's, yeah. it's being able to pull more efficiently. Because we get because obviously part of our job as canny cross trainers is, is fitting some harnesses and providing a bit of advice on that. Um, so, I often get people coming to me who've seen other dogs in non-stop free motion harnesses, saying, "I'd like a non-stop free motion harness," and quite often that's not the best fit for the dog and it's not the best type of running that they're going to be doing you know they just want it for the odd the odd canny cross run so it's yeah it's hard to know what harness is best for what type of dog i mean is this the sort of harness that you, you could feasibly run in all the time or is this one that you just use for racing no 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 this i mean it you know again it, it comes down it comes down to what <laughs> what you want for your dog really then we go back to the uh, running and flip-flops thing yeah <laughs> you know it's it's so important that the dog's in a in a harness which works you know you know for them for their gait it it, it, it does make you know quite a difference i, I mean you know, you've got to think forward as well um you know you've been running for a year now um you know the you you can develop problems you know, shoulder problems if the harness is fitted incorrectly. Um, you, you know, you, you've got to think about the gait of the dog. I mean, it's a bit like a human. Um, you know, I've treated people who who run the same route every day um, on the same side of the road. Their route is exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And then they would come to me with an injury. And, you know, it, it's simply because of the way they're running on that, yeah. you know, the, the camber of the road. It's the same every day, and and they you know they develop um, you know uh, an injury because of that. You know they they you know they they're essentially using a percent or two more in one leg than the other. Yeah. You know you you got to think about your dog um, the same way. You know if you're using a, a short harness all the time, mm -hmm. you know they're using the front legs all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to bring this one up now because it's still sorry it's still related. So I um, 
rightly or wrongly, which I'm getting, beginning to think wrongly now, I, um, I canny trek as well with Pickle, and I'm doing the Southwest Coast Path. You'll be impressed by that, Jason. Um, <laughs> You're coming and, straight past me. Oh, well, I'll come and say hi <laughs> when I get there. Um, but I, so I thought, right, I'll put her in a short harness so she knows the difference that we're not going running because she's she's a very strong pulling Labrador. Um, yep. But <laughs> bless her, I obviously. I'm starting to think this now. She's been having physio. So by the end of two days, she couldn't sit down because she was pulling so much into the short harness that I created problems in her back. Mm. And actually, my, 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 physio, my vet physio asked me to ask you a question as well about you know, the posture, the dog's posture being affected by the harnesses. But I think we've sort of started to cover that. Yeah. So the canny trekking with a strong pulling dog, again, should I just canny trek her in a free motion? If you're doing that sort of distance, then then I yeah. yeah. I mean, some people say that um, you know if you're out walking with a dog, the uh, the harness becomes a bit messy. You know, it falls off to the side or, or something. But then you know, if it's doing that, they're not really pulling. No. Um, but you know, if your dog is is really pulling into the harness, then then yeah. I mean, again, you know, and and for quite some time. Yeah, well, that, I've, I've come to that conclusion, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, you know, I could complicate things further. I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at these. Right, OK. <laughs> so this is for off-season when we don't want to be running all the time so we can want to walking our dogs. Or you could, I mean, any kind of training, really, with the dog. Uh, this is called um, a stick harness. Wow. So essentially looks quite a lot like uh, the norm harness. But what it does, if I put my... It's literally got a stick in it, hasn't it? it it's got an aluminium tube at the back of the harness like this. So you'll notice if, if, the, if I fit this, dog, um, this harness to a dog, the whole back piece of the harness comes lower down. So basically, it comes around near low down on the back legs. Yeah. So, yeah, so rather than the free motion, which has just got the sort of single strip, I know it isn't, but it's, it's narrower, isn't it? This is wider. Sort of the back bit is wider, isn't it? And it's, as you say, it's coming down the, the side of the dog at the back. Yeah. So what it's doing, it's, it's basically creating a lower pulling point. Right. So the pulling point is now much lower. So, so what that does, it, it, it allows the dogs to start engaging their back legs more. Ooh. Because they can feel the pull further back, because the harness is lower, it helps them then engage their back legs. Yeah. Which is the, the whole idea of this. This keeps the, the, the aluminium tube keeps it lower down. So this is the angle of the harness. So you can see the head of the harness and then you can see the back of the harness. It's much, much lower. It almost looks as though if you were doing a horse, it's sort of attaching it to a carriage, doesn't it? It's that sort of look to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And, and would that be better? I'm spending money here, I can hear, hear it in my head. Would that be better than uh, and the, the, to use for canny trekking than the uh, free motion? Um, I, t 
to be honest, this is this is used more as a, a training aid. Okay. To to help you know the dogs um, okay. learn to engage their back legs. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I I can't say to you that this would be, um, <laughs> you know, I I don't want to say people should go out now and start buying these and doing caddy trek with them. They they are designed as a training aid. Yeah. Okay. Um, you could, um, you know, I, I've given one of these to a friend because their their dog, the dog's focused. It was a Labrador actually. Their dog was so focused on their front. They're not. They're not canny crossers. They're just a general kind of um, dog walker. They they had a lot of uh, shoulder issues. So much so they had to have you know they had things done to their elbows. The dog. I, I gave her one of these to help the dog focus a little bit more on on the back legs. Yeah, I'm wonder. Actually, I wonder if that would be quite good. But I'll uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'll think about that because. That's maybe what she needs because she pulls a lot from the front. Yeah. And and that's interesting. And that's what we have to decide. As you say, we have to find the right harness for our dog. Yeah. But it also, you know, showing, showing this thing, uh, you know, exist goes back to the, um, you know, the first question is, you know, what's right for your dog? Mm. It, it, it needs to be, you know, a harness that fits correctly. But you know, so the so the dog is is pulling evenly, you know. But then you can you you could then ask, I I get questions all the time about you know crabbing, um, you know that that doesn't always come down to the harness that that could come down to to the human, you know maybe maybe not being quite fit enough for the for the strong pulling dog. You know, if if you can, you quite often see dogs go off pulling really hard, and and then they've given absolutely everything, and and then they start to crab. Mm. You know, they're not getting enough help. And that's where I come in as a Pilates for Runners teacher. Strong core. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd put that in there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, and it, quite often people will will swap around um harnesses you know they get they get their harness fitted correctly um and and i, I see this as, as i say so much the harness fits correctly at the time the dog pulls into the harness great and then and then something happens you know the, the dog stops pulling um you know when they get into a mile in you know to their race or or into a into a run and then the first thing you're going to focus on oh, must be the harness you know they're crabbing to one side or like we we said you know originally about the rasping and then they end up trying to find a harness that dog doesn't do that in okay what they're achieving there is a harness that actually the dog won't pull into yeah it doesn't create these, um, you know, these problems, but the, the dog then doesn't pull so hard so much into that particular harness. So, as I say, there's, it, it, it's complicated, but it's, but it's not complicated. There's, there's so many more things, um, you know, to look at, you know, once you've, you know, fitted the harness correctly. That there are other elements to, you know, the the canny cross. Your fitness as well makes a, a massive difference. You know, I when I have a rather large. In fact, he's the same size as Derek here. Um, <laughs> Derek's big. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he's a he's a big thirty five kilo dog. Um, I knew I knew what I was getting. Um, I knew what I was getting myself into. I I had to focus on my own training for quite some months to be able to run with this dog. Mm. Um, if I didn't, then then I, I would get the same problems. You know, the dog, we would go off really, really fast. Um, the dog would start to slow down. He would start to crab. I'd start to question, is the harness correct? It's simply my fitness. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I, I could I could think, oh, you know, and you do, it, it does cross your mind. Oh, is, is, is the harness right? Is he... You know, is he pulling? Why is he stopped pulling? <laughs> he stopped pulling because I can't breathe anymore. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> We're all nodding our heads here, going, "Yep." Uh, <laughs> it, it's, as I say, there's a, there's a lot to think about. <laughs> and it's actually it, it is, isn't it? There's so much to think about yeah. um, when you're starting to, when you're starting to do it. And uh, anyway, I, I was going to say next. I mean, we covered everything that's sort of important about harnesses or is there anything else that you want to add? Because I know there's sort of our harnesses and leads and things that we, we'd like to talk um, about quickly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I say, harnesses are, are essentially simple if they're fitted by, um, you know, the, someone who can fit a harness. Yeah. You know, again, there's, there's a lot of... Um, People, uh, you, you see, I, it's a classic on, on Facebook, you you know, on various pages, um, does this harness look right? And then and then people will go on there and answer, um, you know, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. I get, I get uh, tagged into the posts quite a lot. I, I can't go on there and answer those questions. No. It, 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 it needs to, it needs to be fitted, you know, quite often you can someone can give me um you know uh length of dog dog your, your neck breed of dog quite often you can get it pretty pretty good yeah. but if you get the awkward dogs um you know awkward sized dogs staffies are one um you know massive head so yeah it, yes. sometimes it is difficult to get that harness over the head mm -hmm. so you need to then fit a, a size up but if the fitter themselves are are fairly you know tuned in switched on to fitting this harness they they can they can get it pretty good yeah. for that for that awkward you know shaped dog i mean what the worst thing they could do is is start figuring fitting a harness which is you know two or three times size too big in the neck and and then we go back to that problem again, especially with the staffy, very very strong pulling dog, and and they will use their front end massively. Their shoulders will then start to get restricted. You know, then we've got problems again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so you know, with your that question in mind, yes, the once you get that front correct, then then everything else should be um, should be fairly straightforward. But um, yeah, I think with, as I say, with short harnesses as well, you can you can use a short harness. But um, yeah, you need to you need to ask how much you know running really how much running you're going to do with the dog in that short harness. You know, and you might think about price, but uh, 
it it does make it does make a difference overall to the dog. Yeah, less physio and vet bills. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess if the dog is is going to be a strong puller, then you do need to be looking at a long harness, then don't you? Ultimately, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, even even a small dog, you know, even yeah. though they've not got the weight behind them, they're still pulling to their size. Yes. Yeah. You know, their joints are um, uh, the same, much, much smaller, but, you know, they're still putting that same effort into that harness. Yeah. You know, so if restriction of the shoulders is is still, you know, the same for them. And you do a really small and free motion now, don't you? Yep. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> so Jack Russell's out there because I've got one in my well, group. My mum's got a Jack Russell and he is actually an incredibly strong puller considering he's really tiny. So, yeah, I might have a look at one of those for him, actually. Um, yeah, again, you know, they, they're still, they still pull yeah. really, really hard. And, and you know, you, although you, you don't see at the time later down the line you, you you create these gate issues yeah you know and, and and a gate issue is the same as i said about the guy running on the one side of the road you know he created himself a gate issue yeah which is you know which is an imbalance a muscle imbalance and the dog the dog creates the same which is why you know you need to think about you know it pulling from the front to the back and then you know, if you want to help, you know, training aid wise, then then you can think about, you know, something. I, I don't know if there's anything else on the market that isn't nonstop, but um, there may well be um, that that helps the training. You know, with, with the say lower pulling point harness. You know, the, again, it's it's something that will help the dog engage the bits it needs to. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so just talk to us about um, human harnesses. Yep. Well, well, again, we all know we don't want them around the, you know, I, oh, they're confusing the names, aren't they? Michelle and I get totally confused about this because we call them different things. But what, what yeah, talk to us about them. <laughs> right. So, so our belt is called uh, the Canix belt. Um, the whole idea of of this is that the again if you want to talk about pulling point of the harness it it, it needs to be low down yeah and not on your back you know if if the if the belt is on your back you're being dragged essentially yeah um you know if the if the pulling point is lower down it's pulling your pelvis up and and you know but but again if if the if the dog is pulling you hard then then you're, you're <laughs> essentially if you're not running with the dog you are being dragged but again you need to you need to be able to put that effort in with the dog to, uh, for that you know for the belt to work the way it, it should work so so essentially it's lifting the pelvis it's you know the the pulling the weight is lower down it's helping you engage the muscles that you need to engage whilst running yeah if if the if the belt is is too high then it's you're essentially being dragged it's dragging you from higher up you know quite often um and again i i know this from from experience of of runners um that have uh, I, I get questions all the time from like obviously I can't see them because they're they're up the country somewhere but 
they'll send me a message, oh, I've got this problem. <laughs> um, you can pretty much work out that it comes from Canny Cross. <laughs> you know, and again, that, that comes down to, you know, it, it could come down to how they're wearing their belt. It, it could come down to the type of belt they're wearing or, or, or where the pressure is coming from. You know, it, it's it is it is really important that you, you know you you fit your belt as well as a, a dog fits his harness, because again, it's it's down to restriction of you. It's down to you know pressures of of that dog putting through your body, essentially, because it's it's not natural. And it <laughs> also comes back to fitness again, doesn't it? Your fitness <laughs> massively. You know, you, you know, uh, again, you know, you. When you go off in a, you know, not not it doesn't have to be a race, but when that dog is pulling, <laughs> you're going off like you're in a race. So you have to go with the dog as much as you possibly can. The idea is to take that, um, you know, take some of the slack for the dog. You know, you, you, the line goes completely stretched. You know, you have to try and take that stretch out and, and lean and, and go with the dog as much as possible. I say the, the running belt um, allows you to do that because it, it, it keeps that low, you know, that low pressure down low and, and pulls you from, I suppose, into a forward running position. Yeah. Yeah. To allow you to go with the dog. If you run against the dog, then you're then being dragged. Yeah, and that's when the dog starts to exert more pressure on its front legs again, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it will, but yeah. hopefully if your harness fits correctly, at least it will distribute that yeah. weight. Yeah. You know, it is actually having to, to put that, um, you know, a bit more pressure into it, but it, it's doing it as evenly as you've allowed it with the harness that you're wearing. I have to. I mean, Michelle hasn't raced yet. I'm trying to get her into this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've done. I've done quite a bit, but not to your standard. But um, I the warm up. My warm up is so important because that first, you know, that that set off is horrendous if I'm not warmed up. Yeah. Um, and obviously in a race is the excitement as well, isn't there? So you just go even faster than you normally would. So uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's the the pressures are, are huge. Yes. To say that that's why um again equipment <laughs> is is quite important yeah you need it to help you don't you rather than work against you so yeah. Well. yeah i mean again you know people um people uh say to me that the the running belt's complicated um you also get people saying that oh th this this falls off it or this <laughs> It all comes down to how the equipment is adjusted, how much time you spend adjusting the equipment. There's there's adjustments on on the belts that that are there for a reason. Yeah, they're not they're just there to you know. Oh, I'll have this longer today. I'll have this shorter today. A lot of people say that their their hips get pulled in by the running belt. Then then you need to make the front a bit longer. Yeah. 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 Okay. If you make the front piece longer, then the pressure on your hips is less. Mm. You know, people you, you people may say, oh, you know, if you make it longer so the dog can, you know, pull that bit better around a corner or something, it's it's simply down to, you know, how it fits you, you know, yeah. and how you adapt that harness, you know, to 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 your 
style of running or, or how much pressure you're putting on the dog or you know the these bits are there for to be adjusted for a reason i say it, again it's so important that they're adjusted correctly so you get the correct usage out of it i mean you know if there's lots of bits to adjust like i say they're, they're there for a reason it is i mean there are several types of um the um belt uh you know some people say that Oh yeah, but my, you know, my back hurts. I can't wear a non-stop belt because my back hurts. Um, ah, you, you got a question that <laughs> because it's not on. It's not sat on your back. No, no, exactly, um, and it's not the belt that's causing it. It's yeah. your posture. It's, your it could be a number of things. Strength, um, everything. But, yeah. but you know, then they'll go like we said earlier in the harness. They'll go. They'll go away from from that belt and and fit a different type of belt and think that's going to be a miracle cure. Yeah. No, yeah. Just... And I think a fitting, you know, is is so important. Which is again why I wanted to do this. Yeah. 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 You know what yeah. I mean? Well, that that's been fascinating. We wanted I... to touch upon. Did you have any more questions about um, posture or anything, Louise? Because we wanted to touch about no, harness took, cleaning, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, well, that's and, it. yeah. And how to look after our harnesses. How should we be cleaning them? You know, how long should they last if we take good care of them? Um, again, it, it, it's down to, you know, I, I, we used to get, um, I mean, we get very, very, considering the, the number of, the numbers that we sell we get very very little returns when it comes to um you know harnesses i mean i deal with again for the uk i deal with all warranties for for non-stop uh, i it doesn't take a lot of my time at all um but when when i do sometimes it comes down to oh my buckles are, are rusting mm -hmm. um if you run if you run in the sea and and if you don't clean your harness, then yeah, I mean it's 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 fairly obvious what's going to happen there. Um, you know, I know for <laughs> it's going to sound odd. I know that if you get cow poo and, and stuff on your harness, <laughs> when you fall over, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can see it, how that it, could happen. Yeah, it's really not good. You know, for the harness. I mean, I from mountain bike riding. I know if I get cow poo on my frame, you know, when I'm cleaning the bike, you'd be surprised. You know how ingrained that that cow poo gets, and you know down the line it's it's not going to do your harness any good. Um, so it, it doesn't take a lot to you know if you get back and you don't want to put it in the washing machine, you know on thirty degrees, you know that's absolutely fine for the harness. But if you don't want to do that, maybe put it in a bucket, just just wipe it off. But you know the main thing is 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 down to the dog again if you've got dirt ingrained into the harness itself you know that's going to be rubbing on the dog yeah you know and and you know if if you leave things like cow poo on the stitching it's going to rot the stitching the stitching then becomes quite uncomfortable for the dog you know it, yeah, it doesn't I'm off to clean mine. I forgot to clean this. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to give it, you know, a, a bit of a wash down. No, I mean, it doesn't. If you look after the harness, it's. It I mean, I know people have had their harness for years. I mean, I, I've, I've probably still got my first free motion. Mm. Um, you know, 
apart from you'll notice you know now we have um solid straps on the side we used to have elastic straps uh-huh. i mean which you can still um buy the only reason we took the elastic straps off was handling of the harness you know they were there to when you pulled the side straps in it allowed the dog to breathe um you know the 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 elastic allowed the dog to expand the chest um you could argue there's a percentage there somewhere of of that that would help the dog you know if you pulled those side straps in so they were there again for a reason the the problem for us was handling of the harness you know you can see a someone standing around with the dog they're holding the back of the harness the dog's pulling back and forth and you know and the all the weight of the dog is on that little elastic strap yeah. and then and then I'm and then I get the question oh um, my elastic strap is is failed um yeah you got to try to explain that to someone you know yeah. that, you know so it, it is it's, it's simple handling of the harness or you know looking after the harness again I, I suppose it's like you know you're not putting oil clean oil in your car eventually the car's gonna break down yeah again it's you know when it comes to looking after the harness it, yeah, you, if you give it a good wash it, it should last for for years excellent I'm glad about that <laughs> <laughs> Have you got anything else, uh, Michelle or, or Jason, that you, because I think we've taken up loads of your time. This is, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's been a fascinating talk. Is it, um, where, where can people find you, Jason, or, you know, where's the best place to get, if they want to get in contact? Sorry. Uh, <laughs> enough of that. Uh, I mean, to, to be honest, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, here in the uk to represent the shops really um right. you know, i i look after all the shops that sell non-stop um if there's a you know if there's a, one of my resellers out there that that want to you know use me as a um for an event you know like if if there's an event and and they want me to represent you know them and and do something similar to this then then that's the way i look after you know non-stop in the uk so basically go to your local shop that sells the canny cross if you've got questions because they'll all have been um trained you know and will know how to fit a, a harness well yeah i mean they should be able to answer answer all the all the questions and yeah i mean as i say i i yeah i mean i i although i look after um everything with regards to non-stop in the uk it's, it's simply to to help you know help the shops you know fit the the best harness to their dog at the end of the day it's uh and yeah i mean it, it's it is a it's a job and and you are selling but uh i i, I hate seeing dogs in, in incorrectly fitted harnesses <laughs> I really do. And, and, and again, you know, again, with the human harness and, and as I say, I know, you know, firsthand with, you know, what injuries it creates, not only to the human, to the dog. Um, yeah, there, there's not, there's not something you can, you think you've done something right, which you probably have. And then, and then you think you correct it by buying something different. It's, it's, mm-hmm. 
yeah, no, there's a, there's a reason behind it. Yeah, there's always a reason behind it. So say you, you need to do the, what's best for, for you and the dog in, in the, I'm not saying that is um, purely nonstop, but as I say, our products are there with the dog in mind specifically for you and the dog and all the products get tested as much as possible. You know, it's, I had the first um, uh, running belt, um, you know, the Canics belt, we we called it the running belt. Um, Years before that, I had it possibly nearly two years before it went on sale. Um, And I was using it consistently trying to break it, trying to, um, you know, these things have to be, they have to be done. Um, as I say, using it um, when it wasn't fitted correctly, um, all these things to, you know, to know everything you know, you know, you know about, you know, the yeah. belt, the harness, the line, it, it all makes a massive difference. Um, one point, um, I I will mention it's not again. It sounds like I'm trying to sell the line here, but we didn't mention them, did we? No, we didn't. <laughs> the the our bungee leash is is bungee from start to finish, right? Um, so it's bungee, you know, from the attachment point to the end. Um, what's, what's the advantage of that over those that are not? It takes as much stress out of you and the dog as possible. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the brilliant line. I use both the Canic Spell and the non-stop line. They're, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, again, you know, it, it, it's it's there with with <laughs> you and the dog in mind. I mean, yeah, if you've got a, a dog that doesn't um, pull hugely, uh, then, you know, a, a bungee with um, just bungee in the centre is fine, but th- there is an end to that, bun- you know, that bungee piece. Mm-hmm. It will come to the end. You know, as I say, our line is there designed so it doesn't come to the end. You know, as I say, with I, I run with a 35 kilo dog. I, I don't want that stress on my body. <laughs> 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 you know, and that and that bungee will take a lot of that out. So um yeah. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we've been wanting to do this for ages, so we're very excited that you were able to come on and, and thank you so much. And I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to share it to someone that might need to uh, might need to hear this <laughs> about their harnesses. And um, yeah, do leave us a comment below as well. Um, when you've listened, we'd love to get your feedback. So we will see you next time on Canicross Conversations.